Hello, this is The Playground. My name is Julia. Check out my Instagram, The Playground Pod, where you can send me song requests, questions, and topic ideas. Um, I haven't recorded in about three weeks, so I'm kind of getting back into the groove of things. Today's song I chose is Lucky by Choker. I just started listening to Choker this year. There's a possibility I could have heard his songs in the past, but it was really this year where I started to become more interested in his songs and albums. I love how his songs are able to set a tone and a mood. And when I first heard um, Choker's music sometime this year, it sounded very familiar to me and I was immediately drawn to it. And these songs kind of remind me of like a sunset. Like they're, they're very light in a sense, not so much maybe the information and the lyrics are light, but like the sound to me is like a a light pink sunset. And it kind of reminds me of like a Jaden Smith kind of song where there's a lot of instrumentation that creates this tone and mood. And I feel like Choker's music is music where it really just fills your whole ear. Like whenever I listen to this music, I try to turn the volume up as loud as I can handle it because I just love to hear all the sounds and types of instruments he uses. And I'm not entirely sure that's the healthiest thing for me to do for my hearing, but I mean, just the experience of listening to his music on full blast is amazing. Um, something about Choker that I find really interesting is that his lyrics are, they're not straightforward all of the time. And I love how you're able to take these lyrics that sometimes may not make sense firsthand, but interpret it as your own. And I think that's an amazing experience for a listener to listen to a song and then kind of make it their own. And it kind of makes it even more special to you because you have now this individualistic meaning for that song. Um, And I chose this song specifically because I am recording this episode on February 2nd. Oh, wait. (laughs) No, no, no. Sorry. I'm recording this episode on February 22nd, 2022. And I've always had a special connection to the number two. I like to call it like my favorite or lucky number. Um, I'm born on the second and in kindergarten, um, my kindergarten teacher every day would count each day until we got to 100. And on the number two, she would always draw it as like a swan. And I just thought they were so pretty. They looked so cool. And I was like, yep, that is my lucky number. And this whole episode is kind of going to center around spirituality um, and my experience with it. I used to, I have an interesting relationship with spirituality. Um, I'm still kind of in the process of trying to define like what is spirituality to me 
what even is religion to me? What do I really believe in? Um, kind of a backstory. In high school, my two closest friends were both Christian, and growing up with them, I would go to church with them whenever I slept over at their houses. I was invited to their small group um, activities sometimes, and so I did spend a fair amount of time around um, Christianity, and I was I became very interested in religion. I didn't grow up in a religious household, and religion to me was always something that I found to be extremely complicated, and I never was able to understand it, so I became very interested in it, and to have two very close friends who seemed to know exactly what religion was to them, and what religion was in, like, Christian, in Christianity, I wanted to understand religion as they themselves understood religion, and, um... When I went to college, I went to um, college in San Diego for my first year, and I feel like that kind of, I mean, I guess before I even went to college, I remember during, like, college um, acceptance months, I, (laughs) I really, I remember I was sitting in my car outside of my house, and I had a little moment where... I prayed and I don't I don't know how to pray but I remember addressing to God specifically and I'm not sure if I did it right but I did pray to God about college and I remember in my prayer I told God that if you if you allow me to get accepted into the school I promise I will spend time to explore what religion is to me and I did get accepted into the college and I have I mean I I think I would have done this regardless of my acceptance but I have definitely spent time exploring my curiosity with faith and spirituality and so when I went to uh, college my first year I don't recall that much time really exploring what religion was to me, but it was when I went to New York for my second year of college when I really got thrown into the realm of spirituality. And it really started with astrology. And it was really something, it was like almost a culture shock to me coming from San Diego where I didn't really speak about astrology to... New York where it seemed like everyone asked me like first question like what is your sign I was like oh my goodness like I I didn't even realize that was like a culture in New York City and um (laughs) I did kind of get really interested in astrology um but I wouldn't say I'm as into it as much now but I did have a phase of astrology um I actually made friends with someone who um, had some knowledge on tarot cards and tarot readings and I became interested in that and it just so happened that on my Instagram Explorer 
feed, I would have tarot card readings come up. And I realized that I would turn to spirituality whenever I felt like I had nothing else to turn to, like I had no control over what was happening in my life. And it was almost like tarot and spirituality would give me some sort of pseudo control. And, you know, what's funny is that on my street, there is actually like a a tarot card reader that I walk by pretty frequently throughout the week. And I always see her trying to wave me and I'm like, no, no, I'm good. Maybe one day I'll have to go to her. But as of now, I have my mom's old tarot cards and you know yes I do use them and I actually used to be so terrified of these tarot cards before I knew what they were um when I was really young I used to go through my mom's desk and she kept them in a drawer and I would look at them because they had pictures on them But the picture that always was shown to me was like the devil or something like that. And it absolutely terrified me. I had no clue what they were, what they meant. But I just saw that devil and I was like, that is just so frightening. I don't ever want to see that again. And so when I realized that these are tarot cards, I was like, oh my gosh, like... I don't even know if I should use these because I've been scared of them my whole life. Like, I don't know if they're going to give me terrible readings, but I just started to use them. And when, before I started learning about tarot and spirituality and what it meant to me, I thought tarot was used as like a way to predict the future or to find out information that you weren't privy to and I think that when I was using tarot in that way it it was kind of um it wasn't healthy because I started I started to really believe like if I got a really bad reading it would scare me and like if I got a bad reading now I would definitely be off put by it but in the past if I got a bad reading I was like oh my god this is my fate, this is what's going to happen, and the more research I've done on tarot, I think it's really just used as a way to reflect on where you are presently, what happened in the past, and the future, and I think when you put it in that term, it can be a really nice way to, it's almost kind of like a journaling prompt in a way of like, oh, this is what's happening. I'm going to reflect on it and see where I'm, where I'm at. That's how I'm using tarot currently. If you have any recommendations or insights that I'm not aware of, please let me know. I am very curious. And with that being said, I just kind of wanted to conclude the introduction by saying that I am still very much on a spirituality journey and even a faith journey on what it means to me and where I stand with it. I find I always have, uh, I feel like I have a weird relationship with spirituality in particular. I mean, I, I guess faith too, but more so on spirituality just because I lean on that more. But 
I think that I find myself really being more invested in spirituality. Again, when I find myself feeling like I have no control, when I'm not doing so well. And I think because I find myself kind of leaning on spirituality in moments of, I don't want to say weakness, but when I just need that extra support, it makes me question where does spirituality fit when I'm not, when I am okay. And I don't know the answer to that yet. Um, I will continue to explore that. And I... I think another reason I have a little questions about spirituality is from my understanding spirituality is really about like energy and you know kind of like meditating on ideas and reflection and things like that all things great um but I believe there was an experiment where I think maybe it was a 13 year old invited these quote-unquote psychics to read her energy and um it really just showed that they the psychics it was like a 50 50 they weren't really able to read her energy it was just kind of random based off of you know their senses and I think just based off of that um scientific experiment I've questioned the validity of like energy and things like that I'm not opposed to the idea that energies can be sensed but just based off of that experiment it just seems like the um the data we have is not very strong in you know energy feeling I don't know if that's the right word but um yeah again I am open to spirituality I have an interest in it because I think it can be really healing absolutely I know a lot of friends who have found so much solace and so much comfort in their spirituality and that is so wonderful for them and i i'm just i just happen to be on a on a journey that is still continuing as to where i stand with spirituality so that being said this is choker's lucky so far, so traffic, so, calling no towers on quest So, so born on cliff, I knew that I wouldn't so, be stressed so, Get a child for your heart, bust down with the popcorn Cheap motor with some miles and a memoir Had a dream reemerge at the drugstore Teenage love song scenes were sent in and so Surely I'll accept though My choices breed regret as I hope so soon that's not left Few folks see me with my fingers fit the Cheerios Puffy on me, hear me on the stereo Post to be my soul for Juventus But events let the vent in for the check band Please Unmark barriers, blend tea. Wish a nigga would try to press me. Money on the reps like Brian. We shouldn't be less than they see. Yeah.
try my love, don't try my trust. I get by, I get through, I get over, I get moved. Try my love, don't try my trust. Get it to know wrong, I've been pussy bone. Wishing on my top through the cabrio. Fourth grade, wishing I could be compulsible. I see obstacles, I see ways are hard to go. Didn't mean nothing by it, but it's stinging on. I've heard that before, heard it don't stones. first few lines so far so drab can't call it no towers on quest so worn unclear if I knew then I wouldn't be stressed this is something I experience quite frequently <laughs> um I feel like there's this quote and it's like a smart man learns from his mistakes but a wise man learns from others <laughs> and I must say I am a smart man because I I very much learn from my own mistakes because I have this mentality that I <laughs> um I don't know it's a very unwise mentality and I'm gonna say that again because my chair was creaking but it's a very unwise mentality, to say the least. 
I find that I ha- I like having firsthand experience and firsthand knowledge, no matter how painful it might be. I just need to know that I experienced it, therefore it's real. And whenever I do experience a mistake or, or a lesson, I always reflect back on it. And I'm always like, Julia, like you could have totally fixed that. Like, and a lot of the times when I think back to mistakes that I could have easily fixed, sometimes I feel like I almost belittle myself as if like, oh, Julia, you should have known that. And I think there's a difference between knowing something but really understanding it. For example, quite recently, I re- I w- went through an experience where I knew what the right answer was. I knew it, but I didn't understand it, or I haven't. I didn't really truly learn from my previous experiences, and I was going down a path that had been walked on before, and I knew where it was going, and. I kept heading down that path because it felt comfortable. I was already worn in. I knew where the path led or hoped that the path would lead to another area. But as I was walking down this well-worn path, I realized, you know, you can't keep walking the same path and expect a different destination. I am so proud I came up with that metaphor. All this to say, I decided I needed to switch up my patterns and walk on a new path. And I am happy to say that yes, I do feel like I have grown and become a better person. And it's scary because... This path is new and I haven't experienced it before and I don't know where it's going to lead me. But that's the fun in a little adventure. And it's the journey, not the destination. And so far I'm enjoying this journey having now switched paths. When I read these lines, I also think of tarot and how I used to use tarot to try and predict my future and try to give me answers that I was searching for at the time. And I don't really think that's how tarot is works or is supposed to be used. Um, and what's interesting is that a lot of the times when I'm searching for answers outside of myself, like through tarot, through spirituality, even through friends' advice, the answer is always within me. And... I was actually talking to my best friend about this recently, about advice and how I value everyone's advice so dearly because I value that person so dearly and I trust that person. And what I've come to realize is is that you can trust somebody, you can have full faith in them, but at the end of the day, they are not you. And my friend even told me this once. She said, Julia, I, you know, I love giving you advice. I love being here for you. But whatever decision you make, you're going to have to live with the consequences. It's not me. So take or leave my advice, but you're the one that has to live with the results. 
and that's absolutely true and I went through I'm you know what I'm so in this journey of really trying to learn to trust myself and to make decisions based off of what I want and what I feel is right and not based off of other people's advice. I find sometimes that I really kind of get off track when I'm listening to so other voices, so many other voices around me and not my own. And I'm and it's really emotionally exhausting sometimes. It's almost as if like I'm having such an internal battle between my voice and all the advice I've taken from my friends. And not to say that I don't trust my friends, that I don't think that they want what's best for me, but again, at the end of the day, I'm the one that's living my life, the one who's taking in all these experiences and have to make, I'm the one that has to make the best decision for myself and what I think is right. And that really just comes and stems from trusting myself, trusting to know that I'll make the right decision. And if not the right decision, the decision that best fits who I am and what resonates with me. The next line, get a child, fill your heart. This made me think of like your inner child. What does your inner child want? I have listened to a few psychology podcasts and watched a few psychology videos and there's this concept of your inner child and I recommend really looking this up, but the way I could best explain it is that when you're a child, there's less of a social pressure to conform to social ideals and to try to refrain from your wants and needs. And as we grow older, when those social pressures start to mold us and we start to hide what we want and need and we start to hide our hearts and stop being as vulnerable as we were as children, sometimes our inner child can get lost and like buried deep, deep with, with inside us. And we forget that we're humans too. And we forget to fulfill ourselves and be there for ourselves. And this line makes me think of find your inner child and fulfill yourself. What do you need? What do you want? It's really easy in my experience to talk yourself out of things you want and to try and hide what is really important to you because maybe people who are close to you, who you really trust, have told you that what you want is not important and maybe you believed them, but finding that inner child and creating a relationship to your inner child makes you more aligned and happier. This quote, to me, it just really makes me think of finding your inner child and how important that is. And at any age you are, remembering your true self, your true desires, and meeting yourself and being there for yourself is kind of, to me, it's a form of self-love. The next lines, had a dream reemerge at the drugstore, teenage love songs. This is very nostalgic for me. Um, I love dreams. I love dreaming. It's one of my favorite parts of sleep. Um, 
and I feel like whenever I think of memories in the past, they're almost dreamlike to me because I definitely have, I have kind of like a filter of happiness on top of my memories and a lot of the times the bad parts are cut out and stripped away and this line, these lines rather, in tandem with spirituality makes me think of how when you look at the past, everything makes sense. You're able to make these connections and find patterns and it's almost like you're you're really just creating a narrative of your life and I think that's why I turn to spirituality when I feel like I have no control is I'm wanting some sort of rationale. I want a pattern. I want something that makes sense in my life. And I try to use spirituality to make sense of everything. And I don't think it's the tarot cards that make sense of everything. I think it's you. And it's really up to you to reflect and make sense of everything. But I also want to add that some things don't make sense at the time. And you're only going to make sense of it far down the road. And that's really just because you're able to look back and make sense of those moments and put them in a pattern that makes sense to you. But I don't think that makes your life inherently understandable. You yourself are the creator of your life and understanding it. The lines, my choices breed regrets. Hope soon there's none left. This goes back to looking back at your past and realizing that you made mistakes and that you should have known to not make that mistake. And I like to think of myself as a person who doesn't have regrets. I definitely have made mistakes and I do look back and recognize how I could have fixed it. But in my opinion, I think regrets are just dead weight. They hold you back and when you do have a regret, I think that also means that there's a lesson in there. And what I like to do that I found to be very freeing is to use that lesson in the next life experience. And it's been very empowering for a while. I have felt very chained to the past. I've had a lot of guilt about the about a specific experience and I felt a lot of regret and I wanted to fix it but unfortunately I'm not able to fix it with this particular experience and I have to move on without getting the closure I really want or I guess the closure I would have preferred. I would say I do have closure on this experience, but not in the way I would have preferred. And that's okay. You can't always get what you want, but you can get what you need. And that is to learn from your lesson and to use it in the next situation that comes up. The next line, I get by, I get through, I get over, I get moved, try my luck. This to me is just life. 
and just going through it, the twists and turns, the ups and downs. And I think that the line, try my luck, it's almost like, to me, it's like taking a risk. And there's actually this like spray painted little thing on the sidewalk of whenever I walk to class and it says like, risk risk takers get rewards or something like that. And I really do think that sometimes you just gotta take the leap. I think there are elements of life that maybe aren't great to take huge risks in. Um, I think money, for one, gotta be pretty financially secure. Um, Not one to make big gambles with money, but I think risks as far as like talking to someone that you feel like you have no like social standing to talk to for example like if there's a professor that I'm just extremely fascinated with I love their work I'm so interested in what they do but I I'm scared to communicate to them that I want to know if they know about any opportunities or internships there's so like the risk is so small in comparison to the possible reward And I'm not saying that you should expect a reward after every risk you take, but I think that, I think risks can feel very intimidating, no matter how big or small that risk may be. Like a small risk of like sending an email to my professor just asking for an internship just sounds terrifying to me, but it's a small risk that has a huge reward. Um, I think trying to think of another risk that has huge payoff, but I mean, I guess another one would be applying to jobs that you're not fully qualified for, but applying to them anyway. I think that's a really great example. And it's something that I was actually recently talking to a few people about because I am a third year in college and I am looking for a summer internship. If anyone knows of any, please DM me. Um, Just joking, but I'm actually not joking. Definitely please DM me if you have any internship opportunities. Um, I was talking to a few people about how there are these internships that I want to apply to, but I don't feel like I'm qualified enough. In New York City, it's a big city. There are a lot of qualified people here who know what they're doing. And not to say I don't know what I'm doing because I, you know, I'm applying to these internships because I have an interest in them. I want, I feel like I can um, support their mission and organization. But, you know, if we're playing the comparison game, which you should really never do, um, I do feel like applying to these internships, I have a very slim chance of getting it. But you know what? I applied to it anyways. We'll see how it goes. I'll keep you updated. Um, it's not looking too bright. I haven't got any responses, but I'm just going to keep waiting and see what happens. Um, and so the last line I'm going to be analyzing for you today is, I see obstacles. I see ways I ought to go. This brings me, this makes me think of that one episode I talked about the game episode. Did I just say the word episode twice? Okay, let me rephrase that. This makes me think back to a previous, oh my god, 
good lord okay <laughs> this line makes me think of a previous podcast where I talked about the game episode and how decisions can feel so daunting but really if you simplify your options it doesn't feel as complicated and as convoluted as you make it out to be and I think that there are pros and cons to both recognizing a very nuanced situation but also simplifying it and I'm not saying one is better than the other. I think that's something you would have to determine yourself on how to proceed with this decision making. But um, I think that when you're in a state where you just feel frozen, you cannot decide where to go. I think there's so much power in making that decision and continuing, continuing forward. And something I've realized is just because you make a decision doesn't mean you always have to stick with that decision and for example my little anecdote for this would be I committed to a college that I thought was my dream school and it was such an amazing experience and when I was there although I loved so many aspects of the school I just knew it wasn't right for me and I decided to transfer so I essentially changed my decision and I am so glad I did because now I'm at a school where I do feel like it's right for me and I absolutely love the opportunities and the people I've had been able to meet and experience. It's always interesting because I always think of like what would have happened if I stayed and I'll never know the answer to that. I don't think the tarot cards even have the powers to tell me that, but what I can say is that I am where I am now, and I'm going to make the most of it, and that to me is really exciting because, because there's so many different paths where my life can go, and I think that there is an extent of where you do have control in your life, and in areas where you do really exercise your agency. I think sometimes we forget how much agency we have when we think about social pressures and, you know, your ego. But it's all up to you. And everything you have, everything you need is inside you. And you need to find yourself, build a relationship with yourself, and trust yourself. That is today's episode. I hope you enjoyed. I have been meaning to make an episode about spirituality for a while, and I wasn't entirely sure which song I should choose. I was kind of leaning towards like a Janae Aiko song because those songs to me are very spiritually healing. I'll definitely try to do an episode on spiritual healing, but I'm glad I decided to do chokers lucky which is funny because it was february 22nd 2022 and it was 2 22 p.m and i was listening to this song actually so it was just kind of a stroke of luck it was a spiritual experience to say the least um that minute 
went by fairly quickly and the lyrics that were playing during that one minute just really resonated with me and I've been listening to the song all day um but I really do recommend listening to his, his other songs um he's a great artist and I am curious to know if he's ever gonna put any more music out but um I hope you liked today's episode that is all I have to say that is it bye